Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 229. And away we go. Is that the message you got? We about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Oh, so take a shot. Oh, yeah. I'm a street breaker. I'm a heartbreaker. This is my dawn. I'm a more breaker. Straight planning to war. About to seek and destroy. It's an SOW. Let me hear you make noise. Take a shot. Oh, is that the message you got? We about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 229 of A Shot of Wrestling. I'm your host at Michael J. Putty. Joined, as always, Hollywood, Mark Schwain. Marcus, how you Mark doing? Mark Schwan. Why do you always butcher my name? I, it's, it's becoming insulting. It's, it's annoying. I got to keep you humble. I got to keep you humble. You keep me humble. You're just pissing me off. What else is new? You were, weren't you pissed off enough last week? Did we have enough? Didn't you, didn't you get off your chest last week? It's Halloween, it's Halloween buddy. It's Halloween. Happy Halloween. What are you doing for Halloween, buddy? Happy Halloween to you, buddy. Well, I actually have a very special Halloween planned with my wife. Uh, we're going to spend it inside, you know, to avoid any uh, COVID outbreaks amongst us here. But, you know, I did hire a catering staff, actually. Got them tested beforehand and everything. They're going to come in here. We're going to have fine dining, Halloween style in my apartment. I am very pumped. So what the fuck's the difference between this and like a Tuesday? Uh, we're going to be doing it in costume. That's that's the difference. Oh, what costume you got? Well, uh, you ever see Eyes Wide Shut? Yeah. We're doing it like that. Good pick. Do you like my costume? You didn't think about my costume I'm wearing right now. I'd be, you know, well, I don't want to be rude. That's why. Oh, what does that mean? You can't figure it out? So <laughs> well, I was, you know, I've been a little hard on you the last couple of weeks. So let me honor Mark Schwann. Okay. I couldn't find a cool Mike Mark Schwan mask. So I'm putting my sunglasses on at night, popping my collar. I'm a giant douche. <laughs> Happy Halloween, buddy. Much love. <laughs> much love, buddy. Much love. Thank you so much. I was stumped this year, but uh, I think you would like that. I, 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 I feel like, you, you know, you go to sleep at night, here, right? And you just write this stuff down. Like, how am I going to aggravate Mark Schwan today? Hey. How am I going to try again on his nerves today? Is Pre- that what you do? Appreciate, Let's be real. Appreciate getting the credit, but I don't. It all comes naturally. We're off the cuff. Right off the cuff. Okay. You can't write this shit down, right, Mark. Well, you can't write this shit down. I, I think you do. <sighs> I think you and AJ, you, you, you call each other at night. It's like, yo, yeah. What, what are we going to say today to him? What, what, how are we going to try to ruin his day today? Again, we don't need to because you just like toss us softballs every fucking time on uh, Facebook with all these weird, creepy selfies you post. Listen, man, it's called marketing, and people love it. People love it. No no one loves it. No one loves it. it. Well, just you and AJ. You guys hate how's it. Your, how's your movie doing that uh, film festival doing? Doing well, doing well. Uh, we just had uh, the BBR film festival, uh, bad film festival it was up to, and uh, we have... Your movie's in the bad film festival? film festival? coming up. It's called Bad? It's, it's, a, it's a spoof, that's why. Oh, okay. It's a spoof in horror. Yeah, so like. We had some cheesy moments there on purpose. Oh, cool. That's cool. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Again, thank do you, you win anything? Um, I personally don't, unless I'm up for best actor, which I doubt because my role wasn't that type of role. I doubt too. Um, I doubt that too. Okay, here we go. Anyhow, uh, yeah, no, I don't necessarily know what we win, but you know, it's just cool to be out there uh, to try to get you know our names out there. Uh, great for you know David uh, David Jacobs. He's a director, good friend of mine. Um, you know, we've worked together before. What's that? A friend of yours. You don't have to put a good friend. He's a friend of yours. I consider everyone in my life to be a good friend. Oh, well, I mean, except, for you, except, for, except for you right appreciate now. I mean, you're getting lower and lower, lower. I don't think I'd really call you a good friend. Appreciate it. I, appreciate call it. You good, I would call you a good friend of me. I would mm. go as far as to say that. No, I think it. we're best friends. I think we're best friends. Mm, no. I think I so. I, I think so. I think you just don't want to admit it yet. Am I your best friend, buddy? Uh, I wouldn't say that far. No. Okay. All right. And touche. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. <sighs> Nothing like good beer. Okay. Are you going to get a catered beer tomorrow? You're going to get like a catered keg? 
Yeah, well, we're going to have uh, beer imported from uh, up in Paradox. Uh, there's a brewery up there, so we're going to get a special keg order down here for it. So, yeah, yeah dude, I, I, I spared no expense for this, man. I, I want to make Halloween special and safe at the same time. You spared no expense, but your, your film is in a, a film festival where you win nothing. It's not my film. I didn't produce it. I just acted in it. That's it. Listen, it was a, it was a movie I did with some friends. Didn't really expect anything to come of it, and here we are. Listen, man, it goes to show whatever team I'm on is the winning team. Mm. Okay, cool. Um, uh, I'm sure you can sit here and talk about yourself all night, but I hope we can talk in some wrestling news. Yeah, absolutely, hey, Putty. Actually, dude, do you have company over? No, well, I live alone. Yeah, I, I saw. I is, that, is that like, a, like a, I'm all an all alone joke? You're trying to make fun of me? No, no, for real. I, I thought I heard something back there. It was, it was weird. Or I get no, I'm fine. Can we get into the news now? Really? Yeah. I, I don't know. That, that was just weird. Okay. I, I maybe, we, maybe we'll play it back. I don't know. Okay. Okay. All right. Can we get into the news now? Yes. Let's get into some news. It's time for In the News with Michael J. Putty and Mark Schwab. All right, Mark. We have a lot of going on. In the world of professional wrestling, uh, what do you got for me this week in the news? All right. So NXT will not be involved this year Survivor Series. There are two reported reasons for this, and uh, they both stem from the very top with Vince McMahon. The first reason is for safety reasons, of course. He wants to keep the brand separate as much as possible to avoid any possible COVID risk. Secondly, and this does tie into why NXT wasn't involved in the draft this year, it's that Vince McMahon doesn't want his viewers to see NXT on the same level as Raw or SmackDown. Putty, do you think this is the right move? Yeah, I think it's no matter what reason you believe, I think it's the right move for multiple reasons. I mean, yeah, COVID, totally agree. That's yeah, the biggest one. Um, yeah. Raw and SmackDown are taped in a different location, different time schedules. The locker rooms don't intermingle, so why start? So definitely that totally agree with that. Mind you, though, I mean... Let's touch on this point, though. NXT, when they were involved last year in Survivor Series, that was uh, that did bring a boost to the ratings. Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't it? Yeah, everyone, all the eyes were on NXT. That's when we started watching it again. I was like, oh, my God, right. this is amazing. No, and it, it, it definitely helped, yeah, as far as, like, you know, bringing in, like, if you weren't watching NXT before, you definitely, you know, went to tune in and see, like, oh, wow, Rhea Ripley and, and Shayna Baszler at that time when she was over there. And, and Keith Lee, of course. You know, but... I don't know, like, unless maybe it was Undisputed Era, but they, they have their own thing going on right now with Pat McAfee. So I, I don't necessarily know. I mean, like, listen, NXT, obviously, they, I mean, they have great talent over there. Huge. There's no denying that. Are they in the same level as Raw and SmackDown? I think a lot of fans would say they're better. Raw and SmackDown, were, there's an equal divide there where Raw was the sports entertainment show, SmackDown was the wrestling show. I feel NXT has now become the wrestling show. Where in ring, oh, one thousand percent. Yeah, in, it's like the, the in ring show. is freaking amazing. To put eyes on NXT, I think that's why they featured it, especially going into the Wednesday Night Wars. But nowadays, if you look on who was featured last year and who is around now, you can't really feature the same people again. Like so, everyone who's no. featured last year, you're gonna see them again. And a lot of those people are they're called up anyway. I mean, like who who, who right now would be there? Like besides Undisputed Era. I mean, that's that's the hottest ticket going in NXT. And they got their uh, own women. Women would be Rhea Ripley, which you saw her last year. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, and they have their own thing going on. Rye, maybe they got a lot of stuff going on. They have a lot of good storylines, a lot of good rivalries heading into Takeover. Focus on Takeover. Focus on that because I'm excited about Takeover. And uh, I don't need NXT and Survivor Series because we know NXT is different. And uh, let's let Raw and SmackDown fight it out. Let's focus on NXT being different. Let Triple H uh, autonomize NXT and see what happens. Yeah, no, I, I think I agree with that. I mean, like, you got to keep it separate right now because I, I feel like too much talent has left NXT to go to the main roster. And they didn't get enough time to, to, to develop over there. And, uh, I mean, again, I, I don't feel like there's a, a lot of people that can rise up to the occasion right now to a former Survivor Series team. Exactly. What, uh, what five men and women are going to be on the Survivor Series team that aren't repeats from last year? Right. And that's, right. I don't think you want to oversaturate us with NXT. Maybe wait a year or two, 
and give us a whole new team of new fresh faces of the young, young up and comers that we'll see drafted. Well, on the you know, it doesn't it doesn't sound like Vince McMahon really wants that at all. In general, it sounds like that's going to be a one off thing. If he really wants to keep NXT separate from Raw and SmackDown, to, to view to view almost like lesser than, they you can't you can't even have NXT mingle uh, with the main brand at all. It was wildly successful. Vince McMahon cares about money and ratings. If the ratings get worse on Wednesday nights. If they start not He's, being competitive, they got moved to another night. But one night, if they don't stop being competitive, they've always been competitive, though. It's always been within some sort of X amount of range. If that not starts, always. if that starts being wider and wider, then I think we'll see NXT back in Survivor Series, or maybe in their draft with bigger names going to NXT. Try to save uh, face because I know Vince McMahon doesn't give a crap about NXT. He's completely wiped hands of it. It's tri- totally Triple H's baby, and that's why it's so much more awesomer in a certain sense. Well, I guess maybe fans, in a way, would appreciate that because uh, I, I know how they feel about Vince McMahon, and whenever he touches NXT, they, they kind of roll their eyes at it, and they're like, "Oh no, please don't, don't, don't yeah. take away our baby." Plus, uh, uh, but, Keith, Keith Lee had that breakout moment in NXT uh, Survivor Series. Who's going to have that breakout yeah, moment on I, the roster right now? I and, I, and I feel like I, I feel like with him on Raw right now, it, it's just there's like a, I, I don't necessarily know how to what's the word for it, but it's just not fully connecting yet. For whatever reason, he started off hot. I don't think they didn't know. What, I don't think they didn't know what to do with him because is he a face? Is he heel? They, they don't. They have no idea what to do with him at all. And he's falling into the same no trap. No, it did. Triple H. Triple H. No, of course. But you know, it's it, it's it's the curse of the NXT clubs, man. Yeah, a lot of stuff don't work on the main roster. No, and no, not at all. It's a shame because like, I feel like Keith Keith Lee has the total package. You know, he he's. He's very good in the ring. He can talk. He's he's got a lot of charisma to him. He's got a good presence. Uh, but for whatever reason, I, I don't necessarily know. I don't know if it's the writers or I don't know if he's not meshing well with the locker room or, or with the talent in the ring. They kept alter- they, they're they're altering him. People as soon as he debuted, people had a problem because he, he had a different attire. Things entry music different was music. different. Yeah. So people already are nitpicking about little, certain little things. Oh, that's not the Keith Lee I know in NXT. Give him mm. a fucking chance. You're not in NXT. Right. You're in Raw. Give him a chance. And I think people did. Like, that's not Keith Lee. That's not the fucking... Uh, it, it's almost Lord. like... It's it's almost like every single wrestling fan is a New York fan. And what I mean by that is, like, New York sports teams, like, we never give a team a chance to rebuild. No. We never, we never give a chance for a team to have a bad season. Even though I'm a New York Jets fan, we've had 10 bad seasons in a row. But, you know, we get restless. Too like fast. Right away, right now, we're calling for... Uh, the change in regard with Sam Darnold, the young like quarterback. Four, four decades in a row? Okay, shut your fucking mouth. Moving on. Yeah, one good season. Um, it was fucking Joe Namath who got lucky as hell. Okay, listen, I, I could talk about I could I could <laughs> debate you on this. And other news. Anyway, a new film about Vince McMahon is in the works. WWE signed a groundbreaking new deal with Netflix, selling the multi-part documentary covering Vince's life. This reportedly the highest budgeted documentary in Netflix history. Buddy, how intrigued are you for this? And does this open the door for a future collaboration with Netflix? I'll scale between 1 to 10. I don't think I'm at a 20. This is awesome. <laughs> really? Wow. Because we saw the hugely wild, full, successful documentary that was The Last Ride. We saw this apartheid Undertaker we never saw before. That per- I was that, always wanted to see that side of him, and I never did un- until his documentary. Yeah, why not do it with Physic Man? I'm actually surprised that... They didn't try to do something like that with the last ride with with Netflix. Although I guess the whole idea with the last ride was for Undertaker's retirement, so why not have that on WWE Network? Yeah, uh, you know, I, I, listen. I think people will be intrigued with a documentary about Vince McMahon. It's just you know, I, the question is like you know, like, uh, how much are we going to see of this? How much uh, real side of Vince McMahon are we going to get? Because he they are in control of it, WWE. So it's Vince McMahon. He gets the the last say of everything here. I, how true of a documentary is this going to be? And highest highest budgeted documentary. I find that to be wild for Netflix because they do a lot of uh, high brow uh, documentaries on Netflix. There, so that, that's pretty crazy. I'm, I'm intrigued to see like the, what we're going to get here with this. You know, I think the Vincent Man documentary deserves a lot more money than fucking Tiger King. <laughs> But Mark, let me ask you. Not even, not even just talk about no. Tiger King, though. But a lot, like, of, do- a lot of these documentaries are also like indie made, too, right? There's gonna be a not huge... necessarily, not necessarily. You know, Netflix. I mean, dude, they have their own department. Question. Let me yeah, ask you a super question here. I think you know better than anybody. You say it's the most expensive documentary ever paid by Netflix, right? The highest budgeted. Yeah. 
Does that include, I don't know how documentaries work, so that's what I'm asking you, buying the rights to the videos? Like, I know people have to pay if they show clips Ooh, of... maybe, okay. If I'm, so if I'm, watching, that, a, if I'm watching a documentary of Alex Trebek, so to speak, and they're playing clips of Jeopardy, the documentary has to pay to play those clips. So that might have something to do with it. If this is a success, and I, I don't see a reason why it wouldn't be a success... Because you know everyone and their mothers, they know who Vince McMahon is. Even if you, even if you just know wrestling is, and that's it, that's all your knowledge is, you know Vince McMahon. Um, so people are going to be watching Intrigue. You're going to see diehard wrestling fans. They're definitely going to be watching it. I, I'm curious to see what happens here. You know, I'm, I'm curious to see what happens because obviously there's going to be a surefire success. And what happens next? What does Netflix do with WWE next? I mean. Before this pandemic played out, right, and follow me here, WWE, there was rumors about them selling, right, selling possibly to Disney or, or, or uh, HBO, whatever. I mean, they, they, there was the, the list was there people that they were thinking about selling to. Could Netflix be it? Could Netflix buy WWE? Could, could we see wrestling exclusively on Netflix? I don't think so. I think, I think Why not, though? I don't think people are going to tune into Netflix to watch WWE. If that was the case, wouldn't all the their documentaries, all their shows, be on Netflix and not on Peacock? I mean, there's an agreement there, I'm sure, with Peacock. I'm sure there's like, something I was actually obligated. Right too. Like, what? There's a network. Why am I going to watch it on Peacock? <laughs> there's, there's too many of these streaming sites here. But like, I mean, Also, uh, of course, we're going to watch this documentary, right? We are. Probably the day it comes out. I knew nothing about Joe Exotic and the Tiger King and that whole big cat world. Nobody did until we saw this documentary. Of course, there's an underlying storyline that followed through the whole episode, but it blew to a huge successful hit. People who don't know who Vince McMahon is, people who think wrestling is fake, scripted, it's a joke, are they going to tune in to watch this? Is this going to be a viral hit for Netflix? I don't think so. I think this is more focused to our the wrestling audience, maybe the people who watched wrestling back in the 90s when they were kids. I don't think it's going to be as huge a hit as like they think Tiger King might be. I, I Listen, I think there's going to be a lot of people watching this. It's definitely going to crack the top 10 there of, of, of most um, the most viewed series right there once it launches. But, yeah, but nobody I work with is going to watch this. You don't know that, man. I mean, a lot of people watch Andre the Giant special on HBO. A lot of mm. people watch Ric Flair True. on 30 for 30. You know, you know, those, you those are all wrestling fans. No, but I'm, I'm talking about even like people that haven't watched wrestling in a long time. Yeah, you know, but like, people know who Vince McMahon is. People who don't know who he is, they're not going to tune in. Like, oh, let me what do, let's go on. A lot circus. of people know Vince McMahon. A lot of people enough do. to watch a documentary about him. Well, we'll see what happens when it comes out. Where what point of lockdown we're in? <laughs> what, what, third, you know what I mean, third or fourth wave. I mean, right? not, for, not for nothing. I mean, no one knew who Joe Exotic was that's at all. That's what I just said. Yeah. No, I know. But, but, well, so but there was also you, a you know, underlying storyline of murder and mystery. This is gonna be a straight up documentary. I, I mean, there's gonna be a, there's gonna be a lot of things come out with Vince McMahon here. Just think about all the scandals that he was involved in. You know, people are gonna find that interesting to see. I've seen a lot of documentaries on Netflix. That I'm like, I don't care about this. I don't want to watch this. I think it's gonna be the same thing. I don't think it's gonna be as a huge hit as they might expect it to be. But I think it'll be big in the wrestling community. We'll definitely talk about it. We'll definitely review it on the show. Well, yeah, I mean, for sure. And I, I'm just curious to see what, you know, what type of doors that opens up for possibly a working relationship with Netflix and WWE. Also, I mean, are we going to see more WWE studio movies on Netflix? Or what are we going to see here? More documentaries released on there? Uh, we're going to see like a wrestling special on there. It, it's going to open it up doors somehow, some way for it. And that's what I'm curious to see here. But don't documentaries take like years to produce too? Uh, it depends. So, so we'll see what happens. I mean, if, 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 again, indie level for sure. But like... We'll see what happens in like a, a year or two for this. Let's, we on. shall see. Another news. We shall see. Moving on. Uh, so it looks like we're going to see the new knockouts tag team champions this coming January, buddy. Great. Impact announced they are bringing back the titles and a tournament will begin in three weeks for the finals taking place uh, with the finals taking place, excuse me, at Hard to Kill on January 16th, 2021, where the new champions will be crowned. All right, buddy. Which team do you believe is the hands-down favorite to win this thing? And also, how should we expect this to be any different from WWE's uh, Women's Tag Team Championship division? You shut your mouth right now. It's apples and oranges, my friend. How is it apples and oranges? So, enlighten me. 
First of all, I, I'm a new, I'm a newer Impact fan. You you've been around with Impact for a while. So what? That's why I'm asking you legit question. What's the difference between the two divisions? First of all, I don't think WWE really wanted the tag team champions. I think it was something the fans were calling for because they all, all of a sudden they start forming these little factions. And like, let's give them tag team champions. Let's 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 catch the wave of this re- divas revolution, right? Impact has had what tag- was revolution, my dude? That what I said? It's a divas. Thank you for the correction. TNA has had women's tag team championships before, and they were really successful. We talked about it a couple months ago. It seemed like they were already shaping up for women's tag team because there are already a bunch of teams formed for the last months. Now we had uh, Taya and Rosemary. We had Tasha Steeles and Kiara Hogan. Havoc and Nevaeh. There's a bunch of already f- formed tag teams, but right. WWE just threw people together. Oh, now no, you're a tag team. Did. Now you're a tag team. Now you're a tag team. But they and kinda, it, I mean, especially especially now they're doing that. It, at first, they were kind of teasing because they, they did have some teams building together, right? And, and like I, again with Impact, I was kind of seeing it there with them because they're like, all right, they're definitely going to bring back tag team t- championships over there for the women because you know you see these tag team matches going on, you see the four way going on with the four different tag teams there. So we're going to they're teasing this. It's, it's going to be no surprise. So when they announced it, I was not surprised about this. Um, it, it just, it just was playing back in my head it's like how different is this going to be though are we going to be into this or no plus w doesn't really do tag team divisions well no they don't impact does i think there's been what tag team main events for the last what three four weeks their tag team division is amazing they know how to do tag teams and they know how to do showcase them properly i think this is going to be hugely successful and uh, i'm looking forward to it and I honestly, I think they have a very, very good women's division. I've said it before again. I think they have the best women's division in all of wrestling right now. I would put, so, uh, I would have put Taya and Rosemary in the finals, but we kind of got a little distracted this week. We'll talk more about that in TV. Um, my finals are going to be uh, Kiara Hogan and Tasha Steeles versus Nevaeh and Havoc. Mm, mm. With, I think with uh, Kiara Hogan, Tasha Steeles winning. I think. I'm going, to, I'm going to go with Tasha and Kira Hogan. I mean, they, they're they. No, I picked right. You got to pick somebody else. Yeah, I know. You pick, but you, you know, I, I I agree with you though. <laughs> I, I agree with you. I, I I think they're they're a damn good team, and I I don't necessarily see any other team knocking them off unless unless and I don't necessarily see I, I don't necessarily know if I'm going to see this happen unless uh, we see Su Young and Kylie Ray team up to join us. But I, I don't necessarily see. I'm not that sure happening. what's going on with uh, thing. Kylie Ray. I would love to see. Um... Sue Young team. I know, I know it's opposite. It's like Team Hell No. Uh, mm-hmm. Sue Young and Susie team up. I, I, how would you have that though? Uh, well, you know, like Sue Young would be Kane, and Susie would be Daniel Bryan, and I think you just team them up. I think it'd be Underdog Story. I think we have great storylines. Sue Young and Susie are two different people. They're the same person. Though. Sorry, what? Sue Young and Susie are the same person. Uh, no, one's Sue Young, one's an unbit bride. Susie is as Sweet, lovable character. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. But you, I, you know, it's oh. well, Sue Young and Susie. That'd be a great tag team. Wow, dude, you definitely have someone. Over, you definitely have someone over. Man. We, I just saw a shadow boot behind you. No, there's no fucking probably the TV shadow. Dude, I, dude, I swear, no, it was like a person. It was, it was a person that's, shadow. That's that's a poster of Frank Sinatra behind me. Maybe that's what you no, saw. No, I okay. Your poster doesn't move, but the lights do. No, no, dude, I swear to you, I saw I a I shadow. Move right behind you. No, I'm back against the wall. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. If you're talking about Sue you're, Young, you're, 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 you're talking about Sue Young. You yeah, can try to freak me out here. I'm, I'm an adult. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not, not scared dude, of Sue Young. I'm, I, dude, swear to God, I, I, I just saw. It's probably the TV reflection. My lights are off. It's the TV. Okay. All right. Whatever. I think you're fucking with me for real. I'm not doing anything. I'm talking about Sue Young and Susie here. I, I, I know we are. Then I just saw that happen. I'm thinking um, also Kiara Hogan and Tasha Steeles. They've been showing a lot of attitude, a lot of spunk, if I can borrow a phrase from the 1950s. I think them carrying the tag team titles would be great watered-down version of Tasha Banks and Bailey. Oh, that's malarkey. Like, <laughs> Kiara Hogan and, and Tasha Steeles, would, I feel like would be a better version of Sasha Banks and Bailey. They have their own style. That's what I meant. You're, you're right. I didn't mean watered-down as like a negative term. I meant different, but yeah, you're right. Okay, you you took the words out of my mouth. I apologize. And I'm sorry, I had to drop a malarkey line there. If we're going, to, if we're using words from the 1950s, yeah. 1950- <laughs> I heard last week in the presidential debate. What are you talking about? Sure. 
Well, Penny, that's all I have here. Let's move on to TV and pay-per-view, man. We have a lot to talk about. We have a lot to unpack here. I'm sorry. Are you the host of the show? I think I'm the, ho- I'm the host, I, right? I'm the host, right? You are the host. I just I, I can't help but just take control over things. That's why. Well, Mark, that's all we got in the news this week. We got a lot to talk about with a lot of pay-per-views coming on. Let's get into some TV takedown. I literally just said that. It's time for this week's TV takedown. All right, Mark, we have a lot to unpack here in this segment. We have Bound for Glory, Hell in a Cell, and this crazy week that was television. Let's do it in order, Mark. Saturday night, Bound for Glory, live on pay-per-view. What do you got for me? Well, Putty, we talked about it before, and you amped me up for it. And I'm not going to lie, it did not disappoint Sue Young. Now, we had a feeling that she would make an appearance Somehow, some way. But I did not expect it to be like this. I mean, Kylie Ray, uh, I hope she's okay. I don't know what's going on there with that. But, you know, Sue Young came in, challenged Deanna Perozo for the impact, uh, for the knockouts championship there, and won. Just her entrance alone, dude. I, w- I was entranced right away. I had a feeling she was going to win when I saw her come out. Um, still curious what happened to Kylie Ray. Looking forward to this match. I'm hoping she's all right. There's still conflicting reports. So I'm, um, I'm just hoping everything's okay. Yeah, same here. Like, I, no one really seems to know what's going on with that. Or if they do, uh, they're, not, they're not talking. Unless maybe they're doing a sick job doing kayfabe with this. I do not know. I first but, thought maybe she was in the back and Sue Young attacked her to get this spot. Or I, I thought that originally, her. too. Somebody attacked her. Um, but then there was no mention of it. Right. So who knows? Right. Well, it seems like either way, no matter what was going to happen, somebody too young was going to make an appearance at Bound for Glory, yeah. no matter what. Uh, it just seemed like it came as a shocker that, hey, she's now the new number one contender, and she's now the new champion. Yeah. I like how Deanna like opened the open call, though, for like men and women. Like, good for her. Like, what man's going to answer the knockouts championship? <laughs> you never know. You never know. You never know. It could be Santina. I was looking forward to that. I was, that's what I was hoping. I thought about it, too. <laughs> But, you know, this does open the door quite a bit now. Now, now it's going to be intriguing to see, you know, um, especially since it was like kind of like an impromptu match. So it was, that, that was pretty dope, uh, at least so we think it is. Uh, Deanna Perozo, uh, that storyline she's going to play out. She's too young to like, see that rivalry unfold. And then when Kylie Ray comes back, uh, I'm, I'm intrigued to see how that happens, see what happens with her relationship with, with Sue Young. Where, where does that go from there? Especially since Kylie Ray is the rightful number one contender. And also, um, Joseph Park was around for a while as a cowardly lawyer type. And then we would see him mostly, and then occasionally he would get abyss. They were quote-unquote brothers, air quotes. So now I'm wondering, like, is Susie gone? Like, is are we going to see Susie back every now and then? Or is this going to be flat-out Sue Young now from going forward? I mean, that, that's another good point. I, I'm not too sure. Yeah, I wasn't even aware. Like, I knew who Abyss was. Like the three and, faces of Foley. You did the two faces of Sue Young? I mean, Susie, I, Susie was over, you know? Like, so I, I don't necessarily know. I mean, that, that's something that maybe they could play with. It seems like Impact, they're not afraid of taking chances. They are not. At all. And it seems like they, they have that mentality, like, hey, we have nothing to lose, so why not? Yeah. And it's been working thus far. And they're creative. They're innovative. Uh, and they're daring. So I think those are all great. Uh, it's a great combination. And so why not? If it works, it works. If not, hell, you you, have, you find a creative way to get out of it. Yeah, totally agree. See what happens. Well, the Susie character was kind of building to this. So I think she might be gone, but I'm curious to see how they play off going into the future. Right. I thought Bound for Glory was phenomenal beginning to end. Um, just a re- quick recap of Slammiversary. When I, remember when I ordered Slammiversary, I got the uh, standard def version. Yeah. <laughs> Can't fool me twice, Marcus. You can't fool me twice. I ain't falling for that shit again. Now I see the standard def and the high definition right next to um right next to each other. Okay. Mm-hmm. When I click the high definition version, it brings me back to the standard def. Mm. No fucking way this is happening again, Mark. I call a cable company old school styles. <laughs> like I'm sorry, sir. Do you mean um hell in a cell? No, I mean Impact Bound for Glory. It's on tonight, eight o'clock. What's uh what's going on? I don't see it. Uh, Impact. Okay, I see it here. Um, I don't see any channel, though. Channel, I'm um, 660. I'm looking at it, whatever channel it was. But this, the pay-per-view, I told, just what I said, basically. He goes, no, sir. We're, only, we're not offering the standard def. We're only, start, we're only offering one, 
one uh, showing. It's the high def. Are you sure? Yeah. Guess what, Mark? It's the fucking standard def. <sighs> I don't watch like, another Impact pay-per-view like it's the freaking 1997. I'm like, what is this? So maybe maybe the the one the one standard they're offering is uh, is standard def. I guess so. I mean, but it's Impact. I don't know. Whatever. Just so freaking annoying. I took it upon myself. I thought it was cool and smart to call him up like an adult. Didn't work out. But there were so many takeaways from this pay-per-view I wanted to talk about. But I guess the really one thing I was really looking forward to was Moose versus EC3 in an undisclosed location. Cinematic match, Mark. It was good. It was good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It wasn't as uh, cinematic as past Impact matches have been. It was just in the warehouse. But I, I thought it told a good story. I liked the action. I thought it was uh, interesting. It seemed... Sucked me in from getting the end. So that's what you want in a wrestling match. And uh, it it worked out well. And now I don't know what's going on with Moose now. Moose was weird on Impact on Tuesday night. So I'm um, curious. To, again, the storyline continues. And I'm sucked in. You know, I, I don't know why. I, I haven't been as invested into the storyline. And, and I've been following it. I, I, I don't know what the, the disconnect is for me. Uh, I see, I, I see EC3, uh, how they're using my impact, obviously in a better way than he was used in WWE. I, I just, uh, I don't know. I, I for this, this storyline, I'm not feeling it. Do you, have you watched EC3's promos? Uh, now on impact? Yeah. yeah. Do you, yeah. I, I was watching it. I think the go home show last week and I remembered how amazing they are. Right there. I thought he's great in the microphone. I think he's, his promos are fantastic. They suck me in. Do you remember? Him, I think it was like three, four weeks on Raw, never spoke a word. That was his character. He just stood there and smiled. Yeah. What a, <laughs> what a waste. Uh, dude, I don't know what they were doing with him. I, I just, oh I, I don't get it. Because he, again, he's got a good look. The dude can obviously talk. Uh, obviously, Russell. How, how much do you want? He has, a mean, look, he has a look you'd look for. I, I talked right. about in the rant I talked about a couple months ago. He could have been the next fucking John Cena. Oh, the rant. <laughs> If you just go on looks alone, yeah, I'm not going to it again. But again, Impact, Bound for Glory, great show beginning to end. Love Rohit Raju reclaiming the, the title the way he did. We can break down match by match. We're not going to do that because we have hell in a I got to say, prop, props to Jordan Grace in that match. I, I feel yeah. like she really held her own in there. I, I, I'm not surprised because she's a tough woman. But, man, like she was really uh, – she really shined in that match to me. Yeah, I agree. Jordan Grace is amazing. I'm uh, hoping that she might stay in the X Division, uh, division, if that makes sense. See what the future holds for her, Mark. I think she's yeah, too big. I think she's too big for the knockouts right now. She might be there fucking China, or like have hold some men's belts and see where it goes from there. Well, it's almost like been there, been there, done that. You know, let her do something different. Like, it is believable for her to be the next X Division champion. I, I would believe it. Yeah. So, well, I want to see it. Hey, hell, I, I would love to even see her, maybe even go for, for the. Uh, Impact World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, they ain't afraid to go there with a woman. They did that with Tessa Blanchard, right. but that was. Uh, if Tessa could do it, I I, yeah. I believe Jordan Grace can do it as well. If anybody could do it, Jordan Grace could do it. Right. Hell in a cell. This is a tough one, man. This was a solid show all around. This is probably the best Hell in a Cell pay per view I've seen in a very, very long time. What a great show. Right? From beginning to end, it was just a great. Except the uh, Jeff Hardy Elias match or whatever. Or the Bobby Lashley slapjack match. But you need us to cool down after those great moments. No, I mean, absolutely. So everything there worked. Of, every, it was just ugh, great. There, there are matches in there that we're going to be talking about for a very, very long time. Including uh, and, in two months, Mark, about our year-end awards, the putties. Yes. Yes. And, and listen, all three Hell in a Cell matches right there could be in contention for that. And when was the last time we talked about a pay-per-view where every single Hell in a Cell match could have been the match of the year. I don't remember I one. can't remember. Yeah. No, I, I can't remember one. There's always like one that stood out, but if any, but all three of them, fantastic job. And you know how I feel if I've been feeling about Hell in a Cell uh, these last few years. You know, when they decided to make it its own pay-per-view, it's just, it just for me, it just lost that luster because yeah, totally. it, just seemed, it just seemed forced. Uh, it, you know, Hell in a Cell is supposed to like to end the rivalry or enhance it in some way. Some way. Now you sometimes you even see like uh, a rival in the very beginning stages have a match in Hell in a Cell. It just doesn't make sense to me. But all three matches, they made sense. 
and uh, man, they told a hell of a story. I, I it's I'm hard pressed to choose just one takedown here. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, but if if I had to choose one, it, it gun to my head right now. If I'm choosing just one, I'm going to go with Bailey Sasha Banks. Amazing. That that Amazing. that's a match that could have main evented. They could have closed now, the show. Talked about it two weeks ago. I thought it was supposed to. Be. Rumor was it was supposed to main event. Uh, well, I, I, I mean, thought it would have. Listen, it was the best storyline going it, except for Jimmy J. Roman Reigns. That storyline was better than Roman Reigns, um, Randy Orton, and Drew McIntyre. Either of these matches could have closed the show. I, and I, I got to disagree with you there. I think Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, is doing a very good job telling that story as well. Better than Sasha Banks and Bailey. I, I see them all equal par. I, I think for the first time in a long time, WWE is doing their main storylines in the right way. Yeah. I go, all their main storylines are they're doing a good job with the main ones. The, the undercard ones, I feel like need some work, but uh, I, I can't remember the last time I would say that about, you know, the, the creative here, but touching back on the Bailey Sasha Banks and why that match to me was uh, stole the show. It just, I appreciate the innovation. You know, I, I saw a lot of stuff in there that, you know, you don't normally see yeah. uh, in a women's match or even in a Hell in Cell match. You know, it props to Sasha Banks. It was, it was mostly her doing these innovative move sets in there with the weapons. Again, I mean, you touched on it before. They told the story, the passion, the passion that they had going into it, uh, selling the emotion of it. There was just a lot to unpack in that match, and it was a long match for for a women's match for a Hell in a Cell match. Uh, there were a few moments there where you felt like it could have ended, but it didn't. But it didn't drag at the same time either. Um, and of course, you know, having Sasha Banks win the match, we kind of felt that it was going to be the case. Kind of felt it going into it. Yeah, it happened. But it happened here. Yeah. at the same time, like you know, you're just happy to see it. I think it's time. I think Sasha Banks is the right choice. To win the match, and of course, you know, as we saw in SmackDown, the rivalry is going to continue. Uh, it, it makes sense in this case for it to continue. You mean speak for yourself, Mark? I mean, this is a place for Sasha Banks to win it, but I would have liked to have seen Bailey hold it longer because you know I'm a Bailey Mark. I love Bailey. Hey, listen, Bailey has done a phenomenal job as champion. I know in the beginning of the year, I was very critical of her work. I was very critical oh, you know, of her said. heel turn. Uh, but you know, I mean, hell, listen, yeah, she proved so. me wrong. I I ate my words. But you know, like, for the sake of the story, I, I I I do hope Sasha Banks retains because hell hell we heard a SmackDown tonight. She has to. The, the curse like, has to know, be broken B- here. Bailey Bailey called her out for it too. Yeah. Like well, you, you don't hold you do you do not hold the championship championship. You have a history of it. She needs a long you know, reign. Yeah. Sasha Banks needs at least one title defense. <laughs> at least one. Yeah. You know, but I, I I agree with you. I'd like to see her hold the belt a little bit longer, but we shall see. Talking about the uh, moves and spots they did in this uh, Hell in a Cell, one of my favorite Hell in a Cells of recent memory was the Usos versus the New Day. Mm-hmm. I could watch yeah. that. I could, and it, oh, it, dude, that was great. I remember watching that because not only was I totally invested in the storyline, but what they did inside the confines of the Hell in a Cell was like, holy shit, I never saw that before. Very no, I, similar that, here that with Sasha Banks out. and uh, Bailey. They was like, oh my God, what the fuck are they doing? Holy shit. Yeah. It was like, well, well done. And I got to say, I mean, like the last, the last time I saw Sasha Banks in Hell in Cell, I think it was with uh, Charlotte. No, wasn't Charlotte it with Blair, uh, they... Becky Lynch? Wasn't Becky Lynch and Sasha in Hell in Cell? Were they? I, dude, I, now, I'm, now I'm blacking out. That's the same Damn. thing. I remember they were in Hell in a Cell and they, they left the cell. They went around and they came back. I think that was with Sasha Banks. Mm, maybe. The one, because the one I make, make, I guess it goes to show that it was unforgettable for me, or forgettable in this case for me, because it was the last one I remember that it was like, wow. Or actually, you know, this was probably the first Hell in a Cell match with the women with Sasha Banks and Charlotte Flair. That was the right? first one, yeah. That was the very first one. Okay, so like that match I thought was very good. Uh, of course, there was some critiques in there, and like you know, some would say like you know, the, um, there were some botches in there that may have caused Sasha Banks to like you know not necessarily be over with Vince, some would say in that. To me, I thought it was very good, but this, oh my God, man. Sasha Banks was at a five-star level. Another storyline I was really invested in uh, was Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. I mean, that far, as far as wrestling goes, this wasn't that great of a match. It was good, but storytelling, oh my God. 
when Jimmy came in and you see Roman Reigns, like, what am I doing? And start crying and breaking down and saying, I love you. And all of a sudden you find out, surprise, surprise, Mark, he was pulling the wool over her eyes. Yeah. I just thought that whole storyline, the way that match ended, was something I haven't seen. And I was sitting on the edge of my couch, glued to my TV watching this. I'm like, oh, my God, what's going on here? Again, then see the wild Samoans on the top of the ramp. I'm like, what the? That was cool to see. This is amazing. Yeah. So you had Sasha Banks, Bailey talking. Although storyline was amazing, in ring action was fantastic, and then you have Roman Reigns, Jimmy Uso, exact opposite. Where the in ring was okay, but the storyline was amazing. You know that was almost my takedown moment as well. Uh, that match for every reason what you just said you know the storytelling and i'm a big big storytelling type of guy uh it was beautiful it, it was beautifully done uh and hats off to roman reigns for selling that emotion for crying yeah. in the ring i guess you know the acting chops worked off uh when he took the break from wrestling but you know the only reason why it wasn't mine that the the standout was the fact of you're right the, the actual wrestling in the ring wasn't the best in the world still very very entertaining yeah. but that's why i gave the edge to to bailey and sasha banks for that reason alone but you know hell i mean it goes to show you don't necessarily do, need to do all these crazy moves in a ring you don't dive, need to kill your dive, body die you, you don't need to you don't need to be the young bucks yeah you know you can you can sell it on emotion and story alone and I give props to Roman Reigns and the Usos, both of them, and Paul Heyman. And I got to give props to commentary as well. I, I feel like they sold it as well, doing their jobs. Also, I like the referee, like, kept asking Jimmy or Jay. The referee, yeah. He's like, come on, I, I need to end it here. Come on, just, just, just if you just say the word, this right. will be over with. Like, he wanted Jimmy to, or Jay to say, I quit. Like, he was like, come on, come on, just say it. Come on, you know, come on. I thought he did a great and job, it, too. Touching on commentary, actually, because, Putty, you and I, we, 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 We've done commentary together quite a few times. Uh, do you notice a lot of times, like, Corey and Michael Cole, they're dead quiet. Yeah, when they need to be, yeah. Yeah, we had quite a few times. And that I feel like they did it at the right moments. Yeah, you need to let, the, you need to let and, the, what, playing, what we're seeing on the screen play out. And that was so that was so well done. I, I, I got to give props to them because I feel like not they don't get enough love as far as what they did because they brought you in. They sold... They saw the realism of it. Yeah, that's, it, a, that's something I tried to do and thought of because I know people are telling me that uh, during commentary, there should be no dead air. we got to constantly talk, blah, blah, blah. There was a show where you left commentary. I'm sitting there by myself, talking to myself, something I do all the mm-hmm. time. And then TJ gets, like, really hurt. Like, he gets, like, the neck, the chair of the neck, and it's, like, really quiet. Right. And, like, he, EMTs come out. And so that's why I remember, like, i got to play this off seriously. I, I, there's, like, I didn't speak a lot. But played out, play out. Like I just talked here and there, and uh, that's something I did notice. Like, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you get let what's see on the screen play out. I remember. I, I think it was Steve Mack that gave me that note as well at one point. I, I asked for notes, and I was going to like a new show. I forgot which which BWF show it was, but Steve Mack was, was uh, gave us that advice too about like when it, when it gets to that point, bring it down. Yeah, you know. Like, he let the let the the viewers listen to the audience reaction, especially nowadays you know? where it, the crowd is basically dead. I mean, the audio yeah. um, there's no live crowd, so you, you can pick up what they're saying. Mm-hmm. So let just let them just let breathe, let breathe, man. Yeah, and that's it, something I always remember it, watching as a fan. And, and Cole and Graves, they did it at the right moments. They also did it for the right amount of time, too. They, they didn't let it drag too long, but they also didn't cut it too short. You can tell. I mean, they're pros for a reason. Yeah. And, uh, again, they don't get enough love, but they helped They, they helped bring you in on that match. So, overall, I thought uh, Hell in a Cell was probably one of the best pay-per-views of the year. Definitely. Um, Definitely. If, if you needed to encapsulate it in one word, Mark, side – Takedown, I would say awesome. <laughs> boy, I was waiting for this. My boy's man. back on top. Oh my God. Fantastic. Finally, my man's back on top. I think we had the conversations many a times off air, a couple times probably on air, how the Miz should be back in the title picture. And hopefully, this is what he needs. And hopefully, he wins. I, mean, I don't see him against Roman Reigns. 
winning. But um, I mean, you don't you don't necessarily know. I mean, like, well, he's on the Miz is on Raw, right? Oh, so, true. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. So yeah. could he cash in on Randy Orton one more time? That would, the storyline going about the storyline that would make sense. Ten years apart, exactly. Right, right. Can we see the return of the Miz girl? Yeah, right. No, great. <laughs> zoom in on her. Uh... <laughs> the Thunderdome. Yeah, zoom in on her fucking screen. Yeah, so I just thought it was great. I'm, I'm excited now to watch. I think the Miz is the most entertaining Money in the Bank winner we've had in recent memory. I'm excited about it. I'm really, really excited about it. Uh, way more than I was about Otis. I think yeah. I'm not alone in that statement. I, I, now, now it makes me wonder what happens next with Otis. I mean, obviously Vince McMahon saw something with Otis. Uh, Otis was over at one point. I don't honestly feel like he's as over as he was before when he won Money in the Bank. So no. it's going to be curious to see what happens next year. Uh, of course, Tucker betrayed him. Now, was this the uh, plan going in all along? Or maybe, did, did Vince see like, knows? this is not working. Let's give it to somebody who can handle it. That's the question I want to know. I think it was the plan all along. But what else? We talked about enough about pay-per-view. Let's get into TV this week. All right. So my takedown moment is from Monday Night Raw. Again, listen for like the 1,000th week in a row probably. Uh, the Fiend and Alexa Bliss. Oh yeah, I mean, they they just steal the show there. Uh, Firefly Funhouse, disturbing, yeah, like very disturbing. And in the moment of blister with uh, with Randy Orton, oh. I thought it was very. I thought that was very interesting. The choice of words that she used there, uh, burn. Uh, what did she say? Like, burn down the house. Burn the house down. And Randy Orton caught it. You know, I mean that, that flashback to what Randy Orton did. Bray Wyatt's home. I think we all caught that, Mark. It was well done. Yeah, it was it was well done. Randy caught it, and he called her out. And when Drew McIntyre came out, and then you, you, had, you had the Fiend have his appearance there, freaky as hell, all hell. I love the mind games they're playing. I love what they're doing. I love this tease that's going on here. And let's <laughs> the focus back on Alexa Bliss here. Can anyone else do what she's doing? Can any other woman that Ross do what she's doing? Because I know we all want to live Morgan at one point to be possible the female version of Fiend when she was making her return. But I feel like you know, no offense to Liv Morgan, she I think she would have done an okay job, but I don't think she would be doing as good as Alexa Bliss is. Just to see her as Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton beating the holy hell out of each other in the ring. You see Alexa Bliss on the top turnbuckle, smiling, giggling, jumping up and down. That's what I wanted to ask you about. Um, kind of steal my question here Alexa Bliss is phenomenal talent yeah all pro wrestlers sports entertainers you know there's a certain aspect of acting to it selling mm-hmm. and Alexa Bliss is great on the microphone promos are fantastic we know that but her acting here is amazing she's full-on yeah. um Harley Quinn I mean everyone's making that analogy oh. right now full-blown I th- full-blown Harley Quinn it, I think just her acting alone Again, sitting there laughing. I just thought her it was amazing. Like I'm buying it one thousand percent, and I, I I hope to see like a female version of the fiend in the women's division with Alexa Bliss. You know, I, I hope to see like you know how how the fiend changes wrestlers when he encounters them. It'll be interesting to see what Alexa Bliss does in the women's division if she does the same. If she has that same effect. And there's a lot more. There's a lot more questions that I have in a good way. That yeah. WWE, I feel like there's, they, they, they lay those little nuggets there for you. Now, touching on what, the, what you said about the Miz before, I, you, you just had me thinking, you know, obviously Bray Wyatt is teasing Randy Orton. We, there's a tease here for something, right? How interesting would it be if you see Bray Wyatt come out of nowhere as the Fiend, attack Randy Orton, give him the mandible claw, whatever, take him out, mm. all of a sudden you're awesome Miz comes out for the win what do you think um you think we're we're going to see something like that i thought you're going a different direction now that you play it out i could see it happening i don't see the fiend letting it happen doesn't seem like the fiend's mo to let somebody else win like i think he would want to win that like i think he would attack the Miz there or would something happen with the fiend and drew mcintyre at that point Where's a distraction? Maybe this comes in. Who knows, man? It could lead to a, it could lead to a fatal four way come December or even Royal Rumble. We don't know. I think the Miz is just amazing with the briefcase, and we still have what? That was in what? July, June, yeah. July. 
So we still have like six, seven months left. So I think we get some time. They'll do it when the moment's right. Like They'll do it when the moment's right. But I just hope he wins. Like... I just hope he wins it. <laughs> you know what, dude? We've said it before. We we actually said it a while back. Uh, the Miz is someone who deserves at least a title shot because the Miz is working at a much better level now than he was when he was the world heavyweight champion before. Absolutely, and much night, better in the ring. Characters much better yeah. in the ring. Absolutely. So he, he's a man that at least deserves a shot at it, if not to become the next world heavyweight champion. Quickly, because we uh, you've gone over our time here. I'm a big Star yeah, Wars. I never got the cue to wrap up. I'm a big Star Wars fan, right? It never really made too much sense to me. I know it does to certain people how quickly Anakin Skywalker turned and joined the dark side on Revenge of the Sith, episode three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't really get spoiler it. Alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. I'm sorry. You're right. <laughs> I didn't really get Like, that was just too quick. Didn't really make too much sense here. Mark, did the same thing happen tonight with Jimmy, with Jey Uso? Like, he starts the thing saying, I hate you. Why would you do me dirty like that? And then he, we end the show with him attacking Daniel Bryan saying, I understand now. I understand now. Yeah, uh, but I don't. What's going on? Listen, and how does okay. Jimmy fit into one, this? One of two things is happening here. It's either can't beat him, join him. It didn't seem like could, that. Or it could be a, a way for him, to like almost like when Randy Orton joined, uh, joined the Wyatt family. You know, oh, Daniel Bryan too, yeah. You know, it, maybe it could be a way to I get that vibe either. lure him yeah. in and then get him when he least expects it. We don't know yet. You know, obviously, you know, SmackDown, they did a good job with this at least. They made you wonder what's going to happen next. And Mark, probably one of the biggest questions rocking the world of professional wrestling. Let me throw another old reference at you. When I was a kid, my parents loved the show Dallas. Okay. So I remember as a kid sometimes watching a show here and there. And the Simpsons copied it in the early 90s, I think. With um, So it was a Who Shot JR. Huge cliffhanger. One of the biggest cliffhangers in the history of television. Where are we going here? And then we had Who Shot Mr. Burns. Another huge cliffhanger lasting us through the summer. Even contests like, who, who, who did it? Who did it? And that was when I was a kid, so I was invested in that one too, Mark. My guess was wrong. Mark? Yeah, I don't think anyone got that one. Mark, uh, <laughs> Who shot Johnny Bravo? What's going on here? Oh, dude, I don't know how had, I feel about this. First of all, we had the breaking, like, glass-shattering moment where Roseberry said she was going to leave him at the altar. We had fucking Father James Mitchell resurrected from the, the fucking undead realm. Hmm. Only to see Johnny Bravo get shot? Is he dead? I saw a fucking uh, Tommy Dreamer check his pulse and scream no. what's going on here i don't understand the the third biggest cliffhanger i think in the history of television this this is uh another example of impact not afraid of taking risks you know they they went for a big risk here this is obviously something we have not seen in professional wrestling someone got shot someone got shot in the middle of a ring i am seeing this in wrestling podcast right now Someone got shot in the middle of a wrestling ring and died. We don't, we don't know he died. We don't know he's dead. That's what I'm saying. Does 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 he cross over? Does he somehow join? For, I don't know. Or maybe something, he's in the undead realm and Rosemary brings him back. Is it something like that? I oh, don't know. Because oh. Rosemary, Rosemary needed Havoc to bring Father James Mitchell back because she killed Father James Mitchell. I think that might have been before your time. So maybe someone, he is dead. We got to find the killer to bring him back. What? That's how it goes, Mark. Got it. Boom. Man, Impact, Tuesday night, Access TV, AXS TV. Amazing. See, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. Was this like too much? Like, was this just like too much? Hold on, stop thinking. Stop stop thinking about it, Mark. Just go with it. It's like a roller coaster. You can't control it. Just sit back, strap in, keep your hands and arms inside this vehicle at all times. Enjoy Impact Wrestling. I'm willing to see where it goes, but I think that's what happens. We have to we have to find out who he is to bring him back. I have my arms folded right now. I'll, I'll say that. No, I think I just figured I'm, it out. I'm, I'm willing to see. I'm willing to see where it goes. I'm hoping my arms become unfolded. 
but my arms are folded right now as I watch this. So I think I figured out where they're going with it. I just got to figure out who it is. Put my thinking cap on, Mark. Let's do this. Okay. <sighs> Sorry. Chat really cold in here. Okay. I can, I can edit that part out. Oh, really cold. Dude, what? Um, wait, wait, whoa, whoa. Is that a face behind you? No, it's the poster. No, no, no. The other, the, your other side, dude. The, the other side. Right. No, maybe that's Joe Biden. Joe Biden's on my TV. Maybe that was a reflection. I don't see anything. Stop trying to freak me out, Mark. I'm not going to fall for your tricks. No, I'm not. Dude, I swear. I'm not. I don't know. Speaking of Joe Biden, go out and vote. That's a good go-home thought. Speaking of go- great segue right there. Speaking, speaking, <laughs> speaking of go-home thoughts, Mark, what do you got for me tonight? Well, you know, just going off your point here, I mean, heck, Election Day is among us. Uh, listen, no matter what your political view is or what party affiliation that you have, uh, I think we can all agree on this. This is a very important election. and yep. uh, Absolutely, yeah. I, I think it's just so important that we all go out and vote. And you know, we, we've already seen record numbers and I know like, you know, all the news sites, they have their polls and everything. Listen, it doesn't matter. You know, if you feel that strongly, go out and vote. And I'm not even just talking about for the president. I'm talking especially for your local politicians, because those are the people that are going to impact you the most. So go out there if you have not voted already and do your, do your part. Do your part, man. It's 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 a right that we can't take for granted. I like the local elections and the state elections. Every vote counts in those things. There's no shady electoral college math. You got to figure it out. It's straight up, right? One vote, one counts. So definitely go out and vote. Did you vote already? Did you do one of the people who voted early? I had a mail in uh, mail in ballot. Yeah. Did you mail it in, or did you drop it off? No, no I mailed it in. I, I mailed it in early October, so it's good. Can you track it? I know some people say you can, they can track it. So my my wife asked me that today, and no, I can't because I'm not in New York City, and I'm not um, oh what was it? I'm not military. Okay. So you I play one on TV. To, I do play one. I I do. I have to call um, the local, I guess, board of a whatever. I have to call a local board to to track my my vote. I was thinking about voting early, doing my civic duty, because I always vote every year. Um, my wife did. My, my, uh, my wife did the other day. Um, I looked it up where my location was. It's an eight-minute drive from my house in some sort of school. Mm. So like, do I want to wait like hours online? Or election day, my polling place is right across the street from my house. So my lazy ass is going to wait till election day and just walk right across the street. No other worry about parking. But you'll probably be waiting longer, though, on election day. I don't think so. Every time, I never have to wait. I've had to wait. I had to wait twice when they moved my location to some weird area. I had to wait then. I never had to wait across from my house. So fingers crossed. I mean, hopefully, I'm right. Hopefully, you're wrong. Keep in mind. I mean, this is a larger turnout than before. Already, they have more than half of uh, the total votes than they did last election. So yeah, it was the last time there was. This is the first time that we're doing early voting in New York. So I'm hoping that mm-hmm. kind of quiets the crowd out a little bit on Tuesday. But we'll see. By the next time we get together, you think we'll know who the winner is? I mean, Donald Trump, I don't Donald Trump will say he won. We know that. But do you think we'll actually know? I, I, I really hope neither president does, uh, neither candidate does that as far as like, do like an, uh, calling it earlier than when it's official. Well, Trump already said he's going to do that. He said, by election night, I'm calling it. <laughs> so that's what many pundits are worrying about. If he says he wins, people in, like the West Coast states like, oh, if you won, why do I bother voting? Uh, don't do that. Please go ahead and vote. Yeah. I'm excited, Mark. I'm looking I forward just, to I, it. I, I, really, I really don't want to give away like, you know, what, what, who I'm voting for or what my party affiliation is or anything like that. Because I'm not really affiliated with the party. I am registered. Actually, so someone the other night actually uh, messaged me and a screenshot of my party affiliation. Okay. Right, I guess he was able to find it on some app. Probably. And I was just like, "What? What are you doing?" It's like one o'clock in the morning. It's just like, what, "Why? What? What? What, what, what difference does it make?" And that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Mm. You know, like it, it's just 
why is that out there? <laughs> it's yeah. uncomfortable. I have no problem uh, disclosing it. The Senate Republicans rushed through the nomination of Amy Kobe Bryant, and they just went home without worrying about the stimulus, without worrying about small businesses, without worrying us lower class, middle class people. So, fuck them. No, I no seriously, I uh, I thought that was so wrong. You know, obviously our, this country we're hurting right now, and obviously the responsibilities were all mixed up as far as like you know uh, what they should prioritize. Uh, as far as importance for this country. And right now we're going through a pandemic. Uh, we're going through an economic crisis. And, you know, there's a lot of things that need, need to be fixed here as far as that goes. And, you know, the stimulus was passed by the House in uh, late May, early June. And here we are. And it's not passed yet. So it, it's pretty wild right now to see. Freaking not smart. But uh, we can go on and on. This is not a political podcast, although we should probably start one. Mark, where can people find you on social media as if we don't know already? <laughs> you can find me at yourfavoriteactor.com. And that's where you can find all your social media handles, Mark, and your clips. Absolutely. And you, have a reel? you have a reel together? I have a reel. I have, I have headshots. What the I, fuck I is this? Little... Mark! Yo, what? Mark! Yo, with... Mark! Buddy! Buddy, are you right? Buddy! Dude! What the fuck? You're joking with me, right? What the fuck? What? Holy fuck! Who's next?